Welcome to Change Redefining Success, the podcast designed to inspire you and give you actionable information to enhance, up-level, reimagine, and reinvent your life and your livelihood. I'm your host, first-class life mentor and certified profiting from your passions coach, Kate Fessler. My guest today is Mimi Quick. Mimi is an international speaker, coach, business mentor, and number one best-selling author of Your Big Money Shift and Defy All Obstacles to Prosperity. She began her coaching career over two decades ago after leading leadership teams for years and receiving awards for her intuitive and visionary marketing and her cutting-edge coaching style that rocketed business sales and enrollment. She became the go-to person online known as the Prosperity Muse and Psychic Business Mentor around money, business, and spirituality, helping female entrepreneurs and students align so that they can prosper. Mimi owns a spiritual business coaching and training company, the Spiritual Business Institute, a one-stop shop to help you align to success and prosperity. Facilitating over 20,000 one-to-one sessions, 300 live workshops, and hundreds of live online trainings, 30-plus courses on business, systems, and more, Mimi knows exactly how to help you shift into your next level of prosperity. Lead with your gift learn much-needed business skills, help you brand, clear any business and money blocks, plus so much more. Her trainings are for new budding entrepreneurs as well as seasoned entrepreneurs who are ready to reach their next level of prosperity and success. In 1998, Mimi changed her life in a big way, healed her body, increased her income, attracted her soulmate, and more. Welcome, Mimi. Thank you, Kate. Thanks for having me here. You changed your life in a big way in 1998. Tell me about that. That was a big turning point in my life. 1998 is um, a a year where everything just came together for me. Um, It was a dark time before that, and um, my body was just basically giving up on me. I had not listen to my intuitive gifts and the signs that I was getting. I was in a relationship that was not ideal for me, yet I kept on with it. You know, so many women do. They say, you know, they're going to fix it or it's going to, I just, it wasn't the right relationship for me, but I stayed in it way too long. Mm -hmm. Um, You can understand that, I'm sure, as a woman. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I uh, bypassed all of these signs that were pointing to, you know, this is not for you. Step out. But I wanted to make things work. So what happened was my body started to give me bigger and bigger and bigger signs. And so in 1998, um, I did. I actually healed my body, and I healed a lot from. Um, not listening to my own intuition, right? Mm-hmm. So I reconnected back to listening and um, putting myself first, which I think is a really hard thing for women to do. Um, female entrepreneurs, you know, especially mommies, you know, that have a business, they might feel a little guilty or afraid or sad or something like that when. Uh, they have, you know, all these uh, responsibilities. And then, you know, where do they fall on the list? You know, maybe they're like fifth in line. But you have to, what I have found out is you have to put yourself first, you know, drink your water, take care of yourself, meditate, do these wonderful things 
so you can be in the best shape so you can do all these other wonderful things in the world as well. Yeah, my guest last week, that was her, um, that's kind of her platform for mothers. She um, wrote a book about uh, the joy of motherhood and recovering from, from postpartum depression. And uh, oh. self-care is number one on the list. And I think, you know, as, I, as we discussed, it's number one for everyone, not just moms and not just people suffering from, you know, postpartum depression, but certainly people who are um, in any circumstance in which they're just not feeling, you know, um, like they're at their best. Yeah. Yeah. So you say you healed your body. Um, what were your um, what were your symptoms? Like what were you suffering from? Well, I don't really uh, talk about what it was exactly, and there's a reason for it, because um, the way that I healed myself was not anything like anyone has ever seen, so I'll go into that, meaning what what did I do? Um, my I was start, just starting to feel not good. I was seeing the doctors about mm, three to four times a week. I was in and out of hospitals way back when. And there was just excruciating pain throughout my body. Um, and they, you know, called it something. But I, I don't go into that uh, because I believe that everything that had happened to me was, um, you know, spiritually connected and emotionally connected. So once I, um, I, the way that I healed myself was that this wonderful mentor came into my life. And he is the one and only mentor that I will always, always, always talk about because he truly helped me change my life. And um, what happened was he said to me, he said, wow, he says, you really don't have this. This is something that was created by you, but you don't have this. This is a condition that can be fixed. And mm -hmm. this went against everything, Kate, everything, everything the doctors were telling me that, oh, this is it, you're going to have to live with it, oh, my God, you know. And I was like, I don't want to live with this thing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? I don't want to live like this. This is not my life. I knew that there was something better, grander, and different. Um, like, I could have a good life. Um, and my mentor was the one that helped me see that. I felt it. I knew it, but he helped me see that. So I started uh, a big practice in faith. I started uh, practicing in um, basically creating a new environment for myself, understanding different spiritual laws, and it just took me in this new direction. It opened everything else up for me, meaning my body healed. I started to make more income in my life. I then attracted my soulmate. Everything just opened up in my life when I did that. And I amazed all the doctors, by the way, family, friends, everybody, because I think that a lot of people are conditioned to say, oh, you have this problem. Okay, let's label you and stick you in that box, and that's where you're going to stay forever. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, no, <laughs> that's not going to happen to me. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that some, not all, but some uh, physical mm -hmm. maladies are definitely manifestations of more of a a spiritual uh, problem. 
and that yeah. people need to look a little deeper to see, you know, is their body trying to tell them something that maybe traditional medicine is not going to understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for me, that's what it was. I, I wouldn't say it's for everybody. You know, everyone is different. They're going to have their own experience. That was my personal wake-up call and my spiritual awakening to this, like on a whole other level where it just, you know, got me super ready to be in the lives of hundreds and thousands of people like I am, you know, mm-hmm. now. And that's what catapulted me into this direction. Yeah, well, you had another wake-up call. You didn't almost die. You actually died and were given yeah. the choice to come back. What was that like? That was another spiritual experience. Very surreal, very uh, scary, very, um, it, it was, one would say, wow, you know, this would make a great movie. It's just so um, unbelievable. Uh, many different things that have occurred in my life are like that, but I they are true. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. the truth. Um, and you're talking about the big car accident, right, that I had? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with my brother. Um, that was just a true out-of-body experience that um, really... You know, when something brings you to your knees, people say, oh, I had a moment that brought me to my knees. This was a different type of um, calling that I received and a bringing to my knees at the same time. I remember it like it was yesterday. My brother and I were driving to the store. It was late at night. We're going to grab something, come back and uh, to the house. And then uh, my mom was visiting. So we were going to take her to the airport the next morning. And so we are going to grab something and have everything uh, here. Anyways, we just head out the door. Two seconds, right? We're on, on our way to the store. And out of my, the corner of my eye, I see something. And before I could even say anything to my brother, um, we were hit by a drunk driver. And mm-hmm. that yeah, the impact was huge. It was big. And I think that happened in 2000 and, was it 2009? I think so. Mm. And, yeah, and it was just, all I heard was, I saw that very quickly. Then I heard a loud boom. And the next thing I knew, I was not in the vehicle anymore. I wasn't mm. there. Um, I was transported in this waiting room, if you want to call it that. It was just, it was very foggy in there. So picture a very foggy day. And I could hear people or two people talking, having a conversation, but I couldn't understand what language they were speaking. And there, in that moment, it was very interesting because what I was experiencing was this very, like, um, I was calm, I was okay, everything was fine, except I didn't know where I was, and that was making me nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was asking them, Kate, I was saying, hey, you know, where am I? Can, I can hear you, I can barely see you guys, What you know, and I just saw silhouettes, and they were clear, they were like milky white. Hmm. And, um, yeah. Uh, and then I just basically was saying, hey, 
you know, someone talk to me. Can you see me? I'm here. And at one point, which felt like an eternity, um, at one point they stopped talking in this different language, which for some reason I could kind of understand, and then very clearly said to me, you have a choice. Do you want to stay or do you want to go back? And I remember I took a breath and I thought uh, this out, you know, and I said it, well, my brother's back there. And boom, as soon as I said that, I was back in my body and I felt my chest. uh, It was just, I, I just felt a big pressure in my chest. And then I looked over and my brother was unconscious. So he needed my help and I started calling out for help and uh, immediately help arrived. So everybody's fine. We're okay. (laughs) It was a miracle that day. I'm glad. Yeah, it certainly was. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. But it was, yeah, another wake-up call, you know, another path to my calling, you know. Yeah. And, mm mm-hmm. So you were born with heightened psychic abilities. Did that feel normal for you? How did that manifest itself, and how did your family react? Oh, my God. Good question, Kate. This, yes, that is normal for me. That's my normal space. Like, and then what is psychic? I know many people are getting so, um, some people are very afraid, like my mom is, was super afraid of everything that I would see, hear, know, and just tell her was going to happen. Okay. So mm. she would grab me as a three-year-old and we lived, we lived in Greece. We lived right across from a church. She would pick me up and take me over and have the priest pray over me um, because, well, she, you know, she wanted to bless me. And I, Did she think my, you needed uh, an exorcism? Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's the thing that was going on through, you know, through her mind because I was so young. And, um, you know, I always say I was the best blessed kid on the block because Mama always took me to church. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think that's great. I think it helped me. And I I have a very strong connection um, with with um, the divine, you know, with spirit, with God. I don't know about religion. I like religion. I think it's great, and it serves a purpose for people. I don't say that it's not good, uh, but anything that uh, promotes fear or um, anything that stops someone from being um, their best self, I don't promote. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So if you find, you know, uh, comfort in religion, go for it. Wonderful. If you know, if you don't, then you can just you know pray and believe that there is you know a creator and there's something bigger out there, and that can be just fine for you too. So I think everybody has different paths, anyways. But yeah, it was fun. It was fun growing up. Um, I and it's normal. Kate, it's so normal for me, you know, to say, oh, the doorbell is going to ring, three, two, one. Oh, there it is. <laughs> and people look at me, you know. And now even, like, sitting home at, um, with my husband and stuff, oh, our son's home. And he's like, I didn't hear anything. No one's home. And then he'll walk through the door, you know. <laughs> and he'll say, I didn't even hear the car. How do you know this? Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, it's been, what, 16 Oh my God, 17 years now we've been married. You 
still don't get it. Right, you know? I think he'd be used to it by now. <laughs> no, no, he's a great husband, but he is not used to it. Yes. <laughs> And I think that's what happens, Kate. People kind of, um, it's like unbelievable, you know, like do we really have this power? I'm not the only one, by the way. You have it. Everybody has it. It's just I've been using it longer. I've been using it since and I was three, you know. So to mm-hmm. me it's like, you know, like our hearing. You don't, you don't tell yourself, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to open up my ears, you know, and hear. It just happens. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Did you think that everybody else could do that too before you realized that they couldn't? Yeah, and that was so sad when I realized that they couldn't because I felt so alone. Um, And I I felt like, oh, my God, you know, I would tell them stuff and they were like, hmm, that's interesting, but they couldn't really see it. I had fascinating conversations also. you know, then people started asking me, you know, in my teens, I was um, counseling, you know, <laughs> practically half the school uh, or handful of um, peers. And then their parents wanted readings with me and they wanted insight about their businesses and they wanted insight about their um, relationships and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So I would hide. I would hide. I would hide in the library and I would read books and I would, you know, wait till everybody went home and then I would go home (laughs) from school. (laughs) Because you didn't want to tell them all this stuff? Or you just felt a little bit like too many people after you? Yeah, overwhelming. It was very uh, overwhelming. And then I never, ever wanted to give anybody um, bad news because... I saw that people would pass and I, you know, I could see that and I knew that it was their time, but also I felt that they would miss out on a really cool um, process, you know, a really cool life experience if I was going to tell them, hey, this is what's going to happen. So mm-hmm. there are many things that I just let people experience. You know, you're not supposed to know everything. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So it seems like it was a natural fit then for you to do what you do now. Did you ever consider or try doing anything else? Oh, yeah. Um, I was teaching. I, I was a teacher for many, many years. Love my students. Um, I taught young ones, and they always had that, that spirit, you know. They wanted to learn. They, I, I taught pre-K. So they were just fun, 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 fun. Yeah. And... Yeah, I love that. But then after, and uh, I love my children, love all the stages of them growing up. Um, But then, you know, this calling got bigger and bigger and bigger. And everybody would say, uh, friends would always come to me. Oh, what do you see? What do you see? What do you see about this? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, all these um counseling sessions and things like that happened and yeah it was time I just felt it one day and I said okay and even in businesses when I was working uh in corporate I would have the same thing over and over and over again Kate like a a broken record like okay how many signs does the universe need to give you (laughs) right 
Yes, if you're so psychic, how come you didn't? No, just kidding. <laughs> exactly. What, why are you pushing it away? No, it's right. true. Yeah. But I, it's because of that stigma. It's because of that, um, you know, I never really liked the word psychic. I mm-hmm. didn't like it at all. I think it brings it to a, a separation, and it, it's not very spiritual. I'm a very spiritual person. I'm bubbly. I'm happy. I see positivity in everything. And I think um, marketing media and TV, you know, has a psychic <laughs> person mm-hmm. looking a certain way. So I never, ever fit that mold either, you know. Right, like Miss Cleo, right, on the Psychic yeah. Friends Network. <laughs> A little bit different. Yeah, big, big difference. So you talk a lot about subconscious programming. Why is that? Um, I believe that that was um, something that shifted me. So I got interested in that back in when I was about 16, 17 years old. Remember when I said I was in the library because all the kids (laughs) were Mm -hmm. trying to ask me things and stuff. Okay. So um, I was reading a bunch of books and I was searching and searching and searching for these things that I knew to be true. However, I couldn't find it in any book. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, you know, I wasn't able to find it the way that I knew it. I, I could see that there were like parts and pieces everywhere in these little books, but not the way that I knew it to be true, which is, I, we can go into that later. That's my philosophy. That's what I teach now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, how I came about um, the the subconscious mind was there was a book that I read, and it, it talked about the subconscious mind. And I feel that that is where a lot of people, um, they, that's where their power is. You know, the subconscious mind can hold, it actually holds everything. It holds Every, every, every little thing, like you think you forgot, it's in there. We can pull that out. And I believe that I work within that little tiny gap where your, your subconscious mind um, lives, okay? Mm-hmm. And I can go in there, quickly read it, quickly see it, even just through conversation, and alter it, help you alter it. And it has been really, really amazing. So uh, reprogramming your mind, I think, is an awesome tool and something that everybody can do. However, this is a big however, it's a very, it, it is a great power that you have. Everybody has this. But you need to know how to utilize it, how to use it, so you can get the right results because, you know, um, I want to give you an example. You can say, oh, I want a lot of money. Yes, okay. Uh, I now attract a lot of money or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And without being conscious, without knowing your your true like subconscious blueprint at the moment that person who said that might attract it through a horrible experience Mm -hmm. yeah 
And nobody thinks about that. They're like, no, I'm saying something positive. <laughs> and, uh, and I would agree, yes, you're saying something positive, but you haven't dealt with the, with the sub, um, like laid down the foundation for this, um, for this particular belief system to grow, to flourish in the right ways. Um, and I've actually seen that happen. I've had to change and shift a couple of uh, folks from um, attracting it through a negative way. And that was because they had a previous belief that was stuck in there mm-hmm. that was dampening this positive, you know, thing that they were saying. So, yeah. yeah. And if you can say anything you want, but if your subconscious mind believes otherwise, you're never going to mm-hmm. get anywhere. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they wonder, you know, how, why am I blocked? You know, what's going on? How come there's this barrier? What's, what's happening? Well, you know, it, it depends. Everybody's so different and it depends on your experiences, the behaviors, the attitude, uh, just so many things that are, you know, offshoot of this subconscious mind and programming. Right. And the subconscious piece means that you don't really know it. Mm-hmm. It's operating without the conscious mind being fully aware. So you might not yeah. know that you have these beliefs that are sabotaging, really, your success. That's the biggest, biggest issue and problem right there. <laughs> the person doesn't realize. They just see the um, the effect, you know, the, the last, uh, what do you call it, the result that they experience. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at the result and they're like, why didn't that happen? They don't realize it's because of, you know, a subconscious uh, programming, the subconscious programming underneath that's giving them that result. So if you want a different result, you're going to have to change the programming that's within you. Kind of like a computer, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's that's a, a longer subject for another day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, We've got to take a short break. When we come back, business and spirituality, separate or inseparable? Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. Are you ready to rise up and share all your greatness to the world? Stop playing small and settling for mediocrity? If so, then you need to join us at our eWomen Network Entrepreneur Conference and Business Expo in Dallas this year, August 3rd through the 5th. There will be hundreds of women entrepreneurs from all over the world waiting to meet you to share knowledge, wisdom, and even partnerships. Get ready to be coached by me and learn from other multi-million dollar speakers who will teach, inspire, motivate, and guide you to transform your thinking from small to big. And you can't beat the food and fun at our Saturday night dance party either. Look, no one makes it alone, so it's time to stop trying to be the COE, chief of everything, and step into your role as CEO. There is nothing like the eWomen Network Conference to bring out your genius and help you take action on living your dream. Register at eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for joining us. Back now with your host, Kate Fessler. Welcome back. You are listening to Change, Redefining Success. I'm Kate Fessler, and today I'm talking with Mimi Quick. 
Mimi, do you think spirituality and business mix? Yes. Personally, I have to say yes. I think they do. There are some people that say there's no way that you can mix these two. You know, there's no emotion. There's no feeling in business. And, um, and these are true, very, very, very real things that I've heard, Kate. So um, I think they do mix. Spirituality, you know, you have faith, you believe in, well, this is what I believe, in uh, attraction. I believe that your energy will attract your clients to you. I believe that you need to have the skill set and the structure and everything that a business, you know, needs to have to run properly. But then when you have this spiritual peace, then there is this light, lightness that happens. You have, you know, an added... Um, uh, an added advantage. Well, and many people equate um, purpose with spirituality. So if you're, you mm-hmm. know, in your purpose, your life purpose or your true purpose, um, it it's, you know, the general belief is that that comes from your soul. And, of course, if you don't believe that you have a soul, then you can't, <laughs> <laughs> you can't wrap your head around that. But, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, I, you know, I'm pretty sure not everybody believes, you know, this, and that's fine. You know, there's hardcore business folks in the world, and they're doing just fine. But what I found is in the corporate world, they get burnt out. And then what do they do? They've come to me and they said, what do, you know, what do I need to do? And when I teach them either a meditation or I teach them how to, you know, resolve something very quickly, they find such peace in that. They just feel so good, and they, they start to then, I guess you can call it get spiritual or something. You know, they start to add these little pieces in throughout their day, and, you know, lawyers, uh, there are doctors, um, uh, like I said, hardcore business folks uh, in many industries that are utilizing um, the energy and spiritual pieces in their business now. So yes, the answer is yes. Yeah. I believe it all mixes together. Well, a lot of people are searching uh, these days for more meaning. And that's where I guess that you find it, right? When you connect with your spirituality, whatever that means to you. And as you mentioned before, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be religion specifically. It doesn't mean you have to go to church or a mosque or a synagogue and, you know, mm-hmm do all of the ritual and all of that, but just connecting right. with sort of a higher, uh, a higher power or a higher purpose or, you know, a, a bigger picture. Right. Uh, absolutely. You know, and it could just be you, your higher self, you know, the, the best self you can be, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, you know, and when you do that, you just start feeling much better. There's, there's just, and you know what else helps a cause, you know, when you're about not just yourself, but other people or something, you know, whether it's animals or, you know, just doing something for others. I think that's also part of it because the focus isn't just on you. Then your business takes on this other energy of, oh, my goodness, you know, um, as you grow, as your business grows, you're able to help, you know, this group or this cause or all these animals or, you know, whatever is in your heart. 
Mm-hmm. And it has a ripple effect. Yeah, absolutely. So you've yeah. written books about prosperity and money. What was yeah. your number one reason for doing that? Um, I saw, felt, and heard all the women. That's what it. That's why I wrote them. Um, I felt like okay, defy all obstacles to prosperity. This was just to help empower women to create a positive mindset and for them to be able to create success and just that prosperity for themselves. So to see obstacles as a springboard to success, not just, oh, okay, there's an obstacle. Now what do I do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll stop. Forget it. This is too hard. No, obstacles are there, I think, to make you better. If they show up, you know, they have many reasons. One, okay, it's there to help you awaken, to help you grow, to help you learn. And, I mean, that's exactly what happened to me, right? That's why I, I said yes to healing myself. It was a big obstacle in my life, but I was able to get to the result that I wanted, which was great health, being mm-hmm. here, being alive, not being stuck in, you know, hospitals and stuff like that. I, mm-hmm. I don't have it anymore, you know? Yeah. And... Your big money shift is about the subconscious programming around money, transforming your relationship with money vibrationally. Like, you know, the, the way that you think, the way that you feel about money will either stop your flow or help it grow real fast. And um, this is all the belief systems, all these things everybody's accumulated. Um, this will really... It, it, it will make you think <laughs> about mm-hmm. all those things <laughs> and bring that to the surface and go, okay. <laughs> so yeah. that's why I'm experiencing this. <laughs> yeah, a lot of our, so you know, when we find ourselves in in a loop, right, it's like, oh, this is happening again. Oh, this is happening again. Oh, this is happening again. Why is this happening again, right? It's yes. almost always because of our subconscious beliefs. Yes. If you see it over and over and over again, I this is what I recommend. Stop, make a note of it, and then you need if you can't figure it out because it's probably like you said a subconscious thing. And when it's subconscious, you cannot see it. You're only going to see little parts of it, you know. And um, you're going to try to figure it out. You're going to try really hard. I know, but I would just recommend that you stop and you say, please show me the right person. You know. Talk, mm-hmm. bring in that spirituality. Talk to God. Bring in that faith. You know, point me in the right direction. Who can help me with this? And right. once you get that resolved, oh my gosh, you know, magic happens. Yep, off to the races. Mm-hmm. So you shared with me that you stayed hidden behind the scenes before. Why is that? Oh, that touches back with mom. You know, having me blessed every now and then when I had mm-hmm. a. You were afraid people were going to rush you off to the exorcism. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I was like, oh, that's what this society is like. Okay. <laughs> that's what it is. We can't really talk about it that way. <laughs> so yeah. I, I stayed behind the scenes. I helped people grow their businesses. Uh, companies uh, were so 
uh, appreciative. They loved it, you know, all these wonderful ideas and stuff, but I never, and then even through the leadership team, all the people that I coached were um, getting wonderful um, results in their businesses and in their lives, but I was just like hitting in the background. And I think, oh, I had to break through my own blocks of that too, because I realized, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm not being visible here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm being visible, yeah, only to the ones, you know, that are there. So, yeah. Yeah, so you were the wind beneath the wings. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that sometimes, actually. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you finally stepped into the spotlight. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Me too. Me too. And my whole reason and purpose for that is to bring these teachings to the women that are struggling or are feeling that, you know, maybe they're not enough, they don't know how to do it, or they're trying to get their business going, or do, you know, they have a calling and you know, and it, it all gets confusing and, you know, meshed in there together and they're trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that this will give them clarity and direction and that I become visible to them, you know, and they say, oh, okay, there's somebody, you know, that's doing it and uh, lead by example. You can do yes. it. You can do it. Too. Yep. Shine your light so you can illuminate the path for others. Yeah, exactly. So your business has been going quite well, but you were recently moved to make some changes. Tell me about that. Why go against the tried and true adage, if it ain't broke, don't fix it? (laughs) Good question. Um, Again, I always listen to spirit. That's it. You know, I've learned throughout the years that I can use, uh, I can use my will and go, go, go and do things. And that's wonderful. I can go, I'm like the Energizer Bunny. I can go forever and I can work on projects and I'm very creative. But if I get the message from spirit, everything like stops. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, I have to learn. (laughs) Like I had to learn that. And, um, I have to do exactly what I received. And so um, I clearly know what that is. So uh, I just felt that that was the right way for me. There was, I needed to, to regain a certain energy and strength for me, for myself. I'm not all about, you know, competing with everybody in, I don't compete, number one. But I'm not about jumping in a pool, you know, where everybody's doing the same thing. Um, I do believe everybody has their own gifts, their own talents, and that's great. (laughs) That's great. Um, But for me, I needed to uh, pull back a little bit and regain strength, like energy, build, because I feel like now we're in this moving pattern where we're getting ready to, um, we're growing. And so getting ready to um, unleash some goodness on this world. (laughs) Hmm. So like what kind of goodness? Well, we have the Spiritual Business Institute that um, I'm ready to open up in a big, big way. It's been open, but only to, you know, few people. 
now we've had, you know, hundreds that have applied to come in. So that's nice to know that we have uh, folks that are interested. And then uh, we have several books. I have actually 13 books that in total that I oh. will be, yeah, publishing. And they'll be around business and other parts of um, spirituality. Now, will those and be what? book books or e-books? No, they're all books. They'll be on Amazon, just like these books are. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, some other awesome, cool things that are coming down the road. They're not fully developed, so I'm keeping it okay. <laughs> secret. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait for the announcement. Yeah. Well, and that's a really cool thing. You know, people get so excited. They want to talk about everything that they're doing. And um, here's the thing. When you don't have it done yet, make sure you don't spread that energy too thin. Don't talk about it to everybody because it'll it, – you might get, you know, one, two, maybe nobody, but they'll pull the energy, you know. You're excited about it, and they, you know, may not understand it. So until it's fully done, that's a tip. When, until it's fully complete, don't, 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 you know, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would you like people to know about redefining success? I think that um, if you're getting a call about redefining your own success or you feel that it's time to do that, and you have to hit the pause button, go ahead. I had to do that. I had to because I needed to regain an energy within me so we can come out, you know, in a different way and um, with a different uh, with a different energy connected to it, an impact that we want to, to um, project onto this world, you know, and attract the folks that want to go on the journey with us. So if you're thinking that it has to look a certain way, if you're thinking that, oh, you know, um, you have to continue the same old way and you're burnt out or you're done with what you're seeing out there, I think that's awesome. You know, (laughs) most people will tell you, oh, (laughs) don't go there. That's negative. I think you're getting a message. Mm -hmm. And you see, yeah, you're getting the message. And that's, that's another thing. People want a message with, like, with angels flying and, like, dropping it at your doorstep and saying, here's your message, here's the sign. And a lot of times it doesn't come in that way, okay? A lot of times? <laughs> I don't think, I don't know anyone who's ever got it that way. It's usually more like a two-by-four to the back of your head. It's like, wake up! Exactly, you know, so... Yeah, there's usually yeah. pain involved and suffering mm-hmm. because if you're not suffering, you have no, you have no motivation to make a change, right? But there so, you, go. you know, if you're if you're stuck in something that's really making you unhappy, that's your wake up call, right? It's yeah. it's time to make a change, and people yeah. are often very afraid to make changes yeah. because even though they're not happy with what they have necessarily they're not sure what else there is. And so there's this fear that of the, you know, out of the frying pan into the fire type thing. And that's why people sort of cling to even situations that are, that are um, 
unpleasant or un, or making them unhappy because they're comfortable in a certain way yeah. and they're familiar and they're afraid of the unknown. Right. Right. Because let's talk about business for a sec. You know, let's say my business was going really, really well. Do you think that I wanted to step back when your business is going really like <laughs> smoothly, great, wonderful. Uh, the last thing, you know, the first thing they'll tell you is, oh, my God, expand, grow, grow. You know, this is the perfect time for you. The message that I got was step back, mm-hmm. <laughs> scale back, you know, retreat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? What is, what is this? You know, and if you talk to different people, they're going to say, oh, that's a subconscious block. Or, no, I, I truly know what spirit sounds like for me. I know what that message is for me. And so I had to do it. And it, it was a have to because I was having a good time. But at the same time, I knew if I didn't do it, I was going to get a bigger <laughs> sign and I didn't want it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, part of growing as a, as a human being, essentially, even, you know, whether it's personal or business, is being able to discern, right? When is it yeah. fear that's coming from a subconscious belief and when is it truly the right thing to do? Yeah. Absolutely. And that's something I guess you can help people with because you will be able to tell them (laughs) which Mm -hmm. one it is. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's really interesting because when people do ask me, I said, well, you can take this path and then I can see everything that's laid out on that path or you can take this one and this is what will happen, you know, and then I'm just like, you choose. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's easy for them to choose after that. Yep. Yeah. Easier, easier. <laughs> yeah, it takes courage to take to take that first step, but uh, you know, when you have faith and when you real and when you really believe you're doing the right thing, then it all starts to unfold in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's tough. I mean, it is hard. You know, people want to say, but it's easy. It, it no, becomes it's not easy. easy. <laughs> That's exactly. the big lie, right? Oh, it's so easy. Yeah. No, it's not easy. But it is Let, worth it, yeah. right? Yes, yeah, it's totally worth it. Let's be honest, okay? Um, to me, you know, things become easy because I've done it over and over and over again. So I can say, okay, but initially when you get a sign or you get, you know, uh, pull back, don't do this – you're going to go back and forth and you're going to, you know, argue that's, you know, within Mm. yourself, with spirit, with everything. And then until you surrender to it, release and just go, okay, I got it. Mm -hmm. Then you can be at peace. But yeah, it's not, that moment is not easy Mm -hmm. unless your faith is so strong and you're in that place where, yeah, it's easy because you trust, you trust so much. So we're almost out of time. Let me ask you, besides your own books, what is one book or resource that changed your life that you'd recommend to people? Uh, it's that book. I believe it's uh, called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. Okay. Yes, awesome. Yes, yes. So you Love have it. a free gift on your website, mimiquick.com. A 12-minute Empower You Meditation. What is that and who is it for? I believe it's for everyone, quite honestly. It could be just people in business, um, entrepreneurs. It just walks you through a 12-minute meditation 
And it just connects you with spirit, yourself, higher self, and then you just grow from there. And um, also on the website, we're, we're revamping it a little bit. You're going to be able to get free mini courses on um, money, business, and spirituality. So there will be some goodies there. Excellent. All right. Well, you can find out more about Mimi and get your free 12-minute Empower You meditation uh, and coming soon, some free mini courses at uh, MimiQuick.com. Thank you so much for your time today, Mimi. Thank you, Kate. You're such a sweetheart. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed today's program. If there's a particular topic you'd be interested in hearing about, go to my Facebook page, First Class Life Solutions, and let me know. Next week, my guest will be Kindy Gill. Kindy was once CEO of a company with 3,000 people, but at the peak of success, she was more miserable than she could have imagined. When her sister was paralyzed in a car accident, she started to lose faith, asking herself, what is the point of creating if there's going to be destruction? You'll hear her story of how she learned the secret to releasing and transforming the root cause of emotional, physical, and mental problems, and how that information led her to create her current business, helping others to do the same. I hope you'll join me. Until then, here's to your authentic first-class life. I'm Kate Fessler. Thanks for listening to Change, Redefining Success. I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We invite you to listen to all of our EWN podcast hosts at ewnpodcastnetwork.com.